0: Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab tires. Tires. I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why it's can't like you ve- say
1: tires? you've Cluco It's the same Just thing. Just say tires. Uh, what, where do we pick up from? Hi, uh, everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson.
0: I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab. Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since
1: 1952. I'll take a This is the center and the scene. Oh, damn it. Are you looking at a <laughs> here's
0: former hand modeling prodigy, Luke Anderson, and bespectacled
1: drifter, Will Dawkins, on 1080, The Fan.
0: Good Saturday, err buddy. Unfortunately, that hand model, Luke Anderson, is not available. I'm guessing he's in California or Florida. Now, this is kind of what I was talking about on the video that we put out on our Twitter handle, Center and Saint 1080. That uh, you know, I talked to Luke all week and he he talks to me and he tells me what his plans are. He told me he wasn't gonna be here this week, so it's It's me, Will Darkins, and uh, Mr. Jeff Rust in the studio. Hi. Hi, Jeff. (laughs) And uh, it was all week that he was telling me where he was going to be, but I just don't listen. And it's not like I don't listen all the time. It's just when he talks. Uh, If it's not in this show, I don't care. And so he told me where he was going to be, and I don't remember. I think it was a vacation somewhere. But, um, you know, who cares? But, uh, yeah, we got a loaded show today, Jeff. Loaded. Loaded. There's a lot going on. The football's... all oh, right. What? <laughs> all right. All right. There's no football anymore. No football. What the hell do you do on Saturday without football? Right. And then there's no snow. So then I have to have the excuse that I have to go outside.
1: I know. I got to go home and clean the garage later. Oh, right. You're cleaning your garage. Yeah, barf. And you got a new couch, didn't you? We're getting a new couch. Yes, it's coming. That's why we're cleaning out the garage to make room for the old one.
0: Is there anything worse than cleaning your garage in terms of house activities? Like, let me give you this. Would you rather clean your garage or do yard work when it's raining?
1: See, I'm not a yard work guy either. That's just; those are both just the bane of my existence. They're yeah, to me, they're one and one a. So you would what? You'd clean the garage, right? I'd sit inside (laughs) and lament about having to go out and clean the garage. Yeah, I mean, I guess the garage, yeah. at well, least she wouldn't get wet. Right? Yeah. That's what she said.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, there's plenty to get to today, actually, because the NBA has finally gotten interesting. Whenever the All-Star break happens, it's right after that that the NBA somehow gets interesting, I guess. Um, let's see. There's All-Star weekend wrap-up. Adam Silver during the All-Star game had a really weird idea for what we should do with the playoffs to retool it. LeBron James doesn't like it because he most likely wouldn't do very well in the playoffs if that said situation happened. Words. Uh, we'll also look at the All-Star or I'm sorry, the Blazers after the All-Star break. They beat the Jazz last night, one of the hottest teams in the NBA. Um Do a little bit of a whip around here in this first hour. 9:30, it's all about college basketball. And the couple of I should really demean it like that. There's some really big issues. One is that Rick Patino was okay with one of his assistant coaches paying for strippers, which if I knew about that before going to Oregon State, that like Mike Riley would have, you know, somebody on the staff pay for strippers, that would make my my decision a lot easier. Yeah,
1: recruiting probably would have been a- a, It would have been incredible. Yeah.
0: You know what I did on my recruiting trip? I went to a damn movie. (laughs) That's it. I went to a movie and then I went to a house party in a basement where they were playing beer pong. Now, given at the time I was 17 and I thought that was pretty tight. Right. But if retrospectively I look back and, you know, they say, hey, you could go to Louisville on your trip where there's strippers and I'm guessing weed. I mean, there's weed on every college campus, so- yeah. Uh, that Especially or, you know, go see Chronicles of Riddick and drink in a basement. <laughs> I'll take the green and the strippers. There you go. 945 good versus evil. Second hour, we'll get into the whole workplace environment thing with the Mavericks. 10-15. Uh, what's going on with Kawhi Leonard? There's this weird relationship that he's not saying anything. The Spurs aren't saying anything. Well, the Spurs are kind of saying something. Greg Popovich is being pretty Greg Popovichy. Uh, and then, uh, 1032, Jonathan Martin, that dude who got, uh, bullied by Richie Incognito. He's back in the news, but for a different reason, it's kind of a shoes on the other foot. Kind Boy, of yeah. Isn't that a thing? Strange. And then crystal balls. We'll take a look at some of the games, uh, in the NBA and maybe some of the Olympics too. predict what might happen. Um, but I want to start with looking back at the NBA all-star weekend. So this was the first year of the pick your own team format. With Team LeBron and Team Steph, and boy, was it not exciting!
1: <laughs> I watched basically zero of All Star Weekend. You didn't we were, watch any of it? No, we were on the road. We were in 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 Boise. My wife's uh, grandmother died, so we were in there in Boise for the funeral. And Sunday was the the drive back home. And yeah, so I I, I watched almost zero of All Star Weekend.
0: Well, that's a bummer, Jeff.
1: Yeah, way to bring it down, huh? Yeah,
0: way to bring a funeral into yeah. this. Yeah, sorry for your loss. But you did bum this show out. Yeah, sorry, man. That's okay. <laughs> um, winners of this whole thing, I guess you could say, is the NBA players. Uh, they had a lot more investment in the game. You could kind of tell LeBron led the way with, uh, you know, being defensive, I guess. He they was very defensive. Seemed engaged. Yes, he seemed very engaged in it, which usually in those All-Star games, it's like the first 15, 20 minutes is just everybody kind of playing Phoenix Suns 2006 basketball. It's just like we're going to pass it and then we're going to shoot it and then we're really not going to care if there's turnovers because it's the all-star game. Who really cares? But the NBA set it up, though, so that uh, the team that won, which eventually was Team LeBron 148-145, would get to uh, put some money into the charity that they picked. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And LeBron got MVP, 29 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. Uh, And then the dunk contest, I thought, from the weekend was pretty awesome. Donovan Mitchell... uh, he kind of rode the Jazz's momentum. They had won 11 games in snapped. a row. And it got snapped, it snapped last night. Yes. we we'll get to that. Rip City. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> One of the biggest losers, though, the whole night was Fergie. Uh, and she did her national anthem, which uh, was absolutely hilarious.
1: I still have not heard it. All I, I just saw a reaction to it. and yeah. ha 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 <laughs> ha her, her. <laughs> goodness it was bad dude. yeah
0: it was bad now with national anthems right you're supposed to pick somebody
1: who is uh i guess high profile right pink did it for the super bowl yeah but let's face it the nba all-star game isn't exactly the super bowl you know i mean yeah but you're the nba couldn't you have picked somebody a little high more high
0: profile than fergie Like, I, here's my question. 55305, the text line. I want to hear from you. Is Fergie relevant anymore? The last thing I remember of Fergie is that she peed her pants on stage once. (laughs) Jeff, that's a fact. I want you to go on Google and look up the picture because she actually peed her pants on stage once. And then she said it was sweat, which is like, dude, okay, if you're going to sweat that much, maybe you need two
1: pair of underwear. Yeah, well, look, I'm a big, fat, sweaty dude. I sweat a lot. So you sweat I, specifically I sweat. in the crotch region? I do not sweat in the crotchal region.
0: Because that's what Fergie says. But it's the NBA, dude. Like, you couldn't get somebody else. Like, you couldn't get Drake off the bench in Toronto to go sing the National Anthem, which, by the way, I thought would have been hilarious and good. Like, you couldn't get anybody else than that. And then, really, the best part of all of it is just the player's reaction. The fact that they're laughing during the whole thing. Like, they had enough foresight uh, that uh you know them and the crowd knew that this was a really hilarious thing going on
1: I'm sorry that's not sweat <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah that's pee. that's yeah you <laughs> pee Peter there, pants. there's only one explanation for that image yeah it's it's scary um
0: but you know again five five three zero five I want to hear who would you would have who would you
1: wanted as the national anthem singer Yes, that's another one. That's it, it, I'm so far removed from this generation of music. I mean anything after about nineteen ninety eight and I'm clueless. I'm such an I'm I'm only forty one, but I'm such an old man. I mean my my playlists are, are loaded with like AM seventies gold, basically. Ace of bass. Yeah. Like kink FM one oh two circa nineteen
0: eighty one. Wow. But yeah, you know. That's pretty old, Jeff. Yes. Um Yeah. Well, I don't know. I would have liked to see something a little bit more alternative. Not Fergie making everybody laugh. <laughs> the other thing of it, which I don't know if anybody realized this, but um, you know the Property Brothers? Yes. Those uh, those handsome tall glasses of water. I believe Jonathan and Drew Scott. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they did a halftime show thing where they were in inflatable tubes and bubbles and uh, they ran at each other from um, from like, I think, the top of the key and uh-huh. then that was it. That was like a that was like a between game entertainment thing.
1: Wow. That's uh
0: But that, that that's like that to me is what's so ridiculous about All-Star weekend is the fact that it, it's not really about the game, right? Everybody knows it's not about the game. Right. It's about just keeping everybody entertained yes. as long as you possibly can. And if that means we have to put twins that remodel houses with crappy facial hair and in inflatable
1: tubes. Yeah, they don't exactly scream NBA to me. No. No.
0: What, what was the demographic research on that where in a room they go, oh, let's get Jonathan and who's his face in inflatable <laughs> bubbles and then that'll attract this demographic of people. Like, I, I would guess HGTV, what, it's moms, right? Oh, a lot.
1: Yeah. 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 Hot moms. Yeah. I mean- <laughs> Yeah, I guess maybe they're you know trying to draw some of those extra eyes there that wouldn't normally be there. Yeah,
0: so if you watch HD TV, you're gonna watch the All Star Game because at one point you're gonna know that Jonathan and who's his face,
1: Drew, Drew, those two oily bohunks. <laughs> Didn't one of them get into a bar fight because he was
0: drunk? Sure, I, I have not heard that. <laughs> yeah, there's like a video of it. <laughs> That's it's fantastic. fantastic. It's freaking ridiculous. <laughs> um. And, you know, one of the biggest losers to me of the all-star game, and everybody's going to have a little, you know, whiny fit about this, was Damian Lillard. Okay, Damian Lillard scored 21 points in 21 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody really gave an ass.
1: No. Other than people in, in, well, in Portland. Yeah. yeah, and, and even at that, probably most didn't. <laughs> and I feel like that's that that's the whole narrative surrounding
0: him is the whole irrelevancy thing. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, yeah, you are – I mean, there's it's arguable that you're one of the top five guards in the league, right? Kyrie – Chris Paul, uh, Russell Westbrook, Steph, Steph. And then you go, "Mm, John Wall, Damian Lillard. I guess you could say Dame right now because John Wall hasn't played and, you know, he's got the whole Patrick Ewing syndrome down there (laughs) that, you know, you're better without your best player. Right. Um, But I thought it kind of sucked because the fact that, you know, he has this really big game. He's just kind of one of the reserves and he makes this huge stink about it Uh leading up to everything. Saying, you know, I need to be an all star. I should be an all star. Why does everybody disrespect me? And then you go out there and score twenty one points in twenty one minutes as a reserve, and nobody gives an ass. And nobody friggin cares. Yeah, I think Chuck D tweeted about him this last week, and so did Dwayne Wade or something.
1: Yeah, but Dwayne they only Wade did, did it was that a when retweet they tweet of like a quote where yeah. it said, you know, I think I, you know, am I think I'm one of the top guards in the league. And Dwayne Wade basically said, you know, take think out of that. You're a bad boy. He's a bad boy.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that's just kind of the whole thing that he's going to keep feeling as, as his career goes on in Portland. I think once that five year contract ends, you could see him going somewhere else because I know he wants to be a blazer for life or whatever. But uh-huh. I think Lamarcus Aldridge said the same thing.
1: Yeah, but those are two very different personalities. And, you know, I, 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 even when Lamarcus was saying it, I wasn't buying it, but I, I buy it with Dame. He, he he seems... LaMarcus has never really seemed genuine about anything. David nope. Miller, really, he genuinely seems genuine. He
0: genuinely yes. seems genuine. Yeah, I, I just said I that. I freaking love that. <laughs> Use that. Um, text line 55305. We're talking about who would you rather see singing the national anthem for the NBA All-Star Game. Somebody makes a good point from the 503. The Canadians up north got the real stars of the night. The Bare Naked Ladies. I forgot that. The Bare Naked Ladies did the Canadian national anthem. Yeah, they're still a thing. And they were great. They, thank you. They are still a thing. Yeah. They had that one song. I them, forgot about I know. them.
1: I know the Bare Naked Ladies.
0: You know, wait,
1: personally? No. But oh. I mean, you know, generally aware of their existence. You the aware of them. In, the, in the world of music.
0: Yeah, your really, your music timeline cuts off like really hard at ninety nine, doesn't yeah, it?
1: It's, yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty solid there. Yeah. It's
0: like you knew the Bare Naked Ladies, and then anybody who goes like, "Hey, have you ever heard of Outcast?" You're like,
1: <laughs> "What?" Yeah, well, you know, kind of. Th- I'm nope. generally aware of them, but you know, yeah. Did you hear that new Elsa For what? Who? Uh,
0: another person said Snoop Dogg would have been good. I'm personally not a fan of Snoop Dogg, but I don't really care about that. Um. Uh, and then we also have some uh, polls. We usually do a poll, Jeff. Do we? Okay. Two polls or so. Uh huh. One of the polls was saying that uh, last night, if you watched the Blazers game, their win over the Jazz, the Jazz wear their city version uniforms. Um, I like those. I yeah. think they're solid. Well, we put out on our poll, at center saint 1080, also retweeted at 1080 the fan. The Utah Jazz's jerseys last night looked like a burning cigarette, Miller paint tone chart, old Astros uniforms, I think from the 70s or 80s. Mm-hmm. 80s, yeah. And then I think they brought this back this year too. Mm-hmm. And then My Face, 18 beers in, because <laughs> there was that nice kind of tone of red where you right. keep having more and more beers yeah, and then your face gets redder mm-hmm. and you get in the car. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> so we'll talk more about that next, but coming up next, the Trailblazers. They beat... The hottest team in the NBA, quote-unquote. Yeah. Are the Jazz really the hottest team in the NBA? Well, the
1: Rockets might have something to
0: say about it. I would think so. Yeah. Sinner and Saint on the fan. From the text line 55305, if Luke isn't there, is there still a ban on incredibly intelligent, witty, and well-thought text from your local mailman still banned? LOLs. Sam the Mailman. Thanks, Sam. Your, Your texts aren't banned. Luke's out today. He's uh, hiking in Great Britain, for all I know. We were talking about this in the first segment. The I don't tremendous talk- hiking
1: destination. I yes, heard. Yeah. yes,
0: incredible for when you're in your 20s and you have no skills, and you just need to need to get the hell out because mom and dad won't let you live in the basement anymore. I'm projecting. Did you have that moment in your 20s? Where, like, you couldn't pilfer off anybody anymore, so you made up this grand thing that was supposed to, I'm doing air quotes, help you uh, <laughs> discover yourself, and then, like, in reality, it was just you drinking in another country or
1: another state. <laughs> yeah, no, I never really hit that. Yeah, you never did that? No, I, I spent three years at college, had too much fun. Uh, William University said, hey, you know what, maybe you should try us some other time. And yeah. then, yeah, left school and went and bartended for several years. You don't need them. So, you know. They don't know anything. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: I I feel like I had that moment doing broadcasting, really. And I feel like that moment just kind of keeps going on. Yeah. Is that I was like, you know, I think I'm going to be on the radio.
1: I think I I could get on TV. I guess technically that did hit me because when I turned 29, I was like, oh, my God, I'm almost 30. I better go back to school and finish my degree. And so that's when I went back. Portland State, you know. I better do something. Yeah. That's when I got my internship here. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I you said to yourself, I better do something so that when people look me up on Facebook for no reason, they'll go, "Oh, I think that guy's doing okay." Yeah, that's what Facebook is now, right?
1: Basically, it's just, I didn't join Facebook until we got knocked up with our second kid. That's yeah. my wife was like, "Okay, now you have to."
0: Yeah, because now you have to put pictures of the kids on there, right. and then you're actually making other people freak out about their lives because they go on and they might be around your age, and they see that you have kids and they don't have kids, right? Then they go, "Oh crap." Well, now I have to have kids because Jeff Frost has two kids now.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, but then, you know, having kids at 35 and 40, basically by that point, if you haven't asked, you need to get off the pot. that That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah.
0: Facebook has pretty much just become like a, a life resume for all your friends to kind of like underhandedly judge you. Now, this is a very paranoid train of thought. Well, you know, I understand that.
1: Everybody always just puts the best of what they have on Facebook. Nobody yes. ever sees the the grueling stuff, you know? No. But I want to see somebody do that.
0: I want to see somebody just put all their worst moments on Facebook. <laughs> and I want them to do it in a very earnest and very just genuine way. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm tired of seeing pictures of my friends at their incredible jobs
1: mm-hmm.
0: smiling. <laughs> I'm just bitter. I don't want the highlights. Give me the lowlights. lights. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know how bad your life is, right? so I know that I'm doing okay. <laughs> That's all I want. That's it. Well, last night, the Trailblazers beat the NBA's hottest team, the Utah Jazz, 100-81. Utah had been on an 11-game winning streak. This is their first loss since January 22nd. And this just shows how much I have not been following the NBA, is that I didn't know the Jazz were actually good, and I just kind of assumed... Since, um, you know, what's his face was gone.
1: They're they're just kind of one of those anonymous franchises. Yeah, where every now and then you see a score, you know, and you're like, oh, that's right, they're they're a thing. Yeah, you know, like the Bucks, right? You know, and the then Hornets. Jason
0: Kidd gets fired, and you go, oh, right, the Bucks exist, right? And then like you see a picture on ESPN of Giannis Antetokounmpo, and you go, oh, right,
1: right, yeah. the Bucks okay. are a team.
0: Yeah, I mean, like the the greatest of that, I think, is Orlando. Mm -hmm. Like, the Orlando Magic, I could genuinely go, I think, maybe an entire year and not have one thought about the Orlando Magic. I think
1: for me, that's basically the Charlotte Hornets. Really? Yeah. Even with Michael Jordan, Kemba Walker,
0: all that kind of stuff. Like, Nicholas Batum's on there, right? (laughs) Right? Yep. Like, are you the bitter Blazer fan who wants to see him fail?
1: No. No, I wish all the best for, for Nick Batum. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, the Jazz, I guess, are a thing. CJ McCollum had 26 points, Damian Lillard 24 points, Yusuf Nurkic 15 points, seven rebounds. Defense, though, was kind of the biggest thing of the whole night. Blazers held the Jazz to 42% shooting from the field. That's 24% from the three point land. This game to me felt like a blow for blow game, meaning. I'm going to score, you're going to score, and whoever scores last wins the game. Mm -hmm. But it more came down to whoever scores three consecutive jumpers, (laughs) a.k.a. C.J. McCollum, we're probably going to win the game. It was one of the most complete games, and I think only because you come off of an all-star break where really everybody made the excuse that you were doing well because three-quarters of the rest of the NBA wasn't really trying, right? So you had that other game uh, this past week, which was Cavs and Wizards. And – it you know the cavs are new look and everything and um you know they lost to the Lizard, uh, i'm sorry wizards 110-103 on Thursday and lebron james was scoring the last 14 points and you kind of go oh okay this is the cavaliers again we know it's new look they have a bunch of new players and everything whatever lebron james knows when to just step in and try to win the game but yeah. they friggin lost to him without john wall
1: the you know that's another kind of anonymous franchise for me is the washington wizards But, you know, that one seems like a case where, like you mentioned it, I think, during the break, you know, the the Patrick Ewing syndrome. Yeah, the whole Patrick Ewing scenario. playing better without your best player. Yeah, and there was um, that
0: whole scenario, too, uh, is – who else is it going with? Damn, I had this here. John Walt. What was the other team? There's another team that – so basically the Patrick Ewing scenario is that – When you lose your best player, and this happened to the Knicks in the 90s, was that uh, when Patrick Ewing sat out, the Knicks actually did better. Patrick Ewing's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best defensive centers and probably one of the most dynamic players of his time, being that he was seven foot something and had an offensive game. Yeah, Um, But, you know, you lose your best player and you actually get a little bit better. And the Blazers kind of suffered from this a little bit too earlier in the season uh, when they didn't have Damian Lillard and it was C.J. McCollum taking the reins. I can't really attest to how the record was at that point but they seemed a little bit better when cj was taking the reins and they did that last night with the jazz they just kind of seemed a little bit better when they let cj take control
1: i think you know in in the case where you've got your star player out sometimes it's that it's the opposing team might not know how to game plan for you without said best player right and that you know you don't know what the offensive flow is going to be like you know but it's,
0: it's the friggin' Wizards. Like, yeah. okay, John Wall's going to score, Bradley Beal's going to score, right? Right. I mean, I'm not going to double cover bald head. What's his face?
1: Oh, uh, uh, Marcin Gortat. Mar- the Martin? Poli- the the Polish hammer, which is probably the greatest
0: <laughs> nickname in all of the NBA. Name. Yeah. Um Yeah, I just, you know, th- that win last night to me, it just kind of felt like one of those things where you said, okay, that's really good momentum and... I think they go on another game stretch here. We're going to play the Suns, so that's a pretty easy one that you can kind of chalk up to a win. The Suns are just completely... They're a dumpster fire. Yeah, that's a polite way of putting it. Um, Mo Harkless, Maurice... Is that his real name? Maurice? Maurice Harkless had a great defensive game. Four steals in the first quarter. That was four of the six he had all game. Three rebounds, one block. Maurice Harkless was kind of somebody who threw, I guess, a greater part of the first part of the season was not there because he was kind of pushed out of the starting lineup. And now you have a team that brings him off the bench and he's this kind of defensive energy that you kind of hope continues.
1: Yeah. And Mel Harkless to me is an interesting case. It's, it's I mean, it, look there. They're, the role players in the NBA are role players for a reason. It's because they're inconsistent. You know what I mean? They can't. They, if they were going out and averaging twenty points a game, then guess what? You're not a role player anymore. You're a star. You know. So, but Mo Harkless is, is one of those head scratchers where you know you'll see sometimes he'll come out on fire, five for five from three, like you did the other night, yep. or 19, 20 points, and there and you've got your New York Mo. And then there are some nights where he comes out, and he just he disappears, and he shoots one for three from the floor in in 22 minutes, and there's just not much there. He's kind of a head-scratcher.
0: You could have replaced his name with literally anyone else on the Blazers roster, yeah, except for, say, CJ and Dame. Right. And
1: I would have said, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: And I mean, it's consistent. That's the problem with the
1: construct of this team. Yeah.
0: It's just a bunch of dudes who are kind of sixth men who all play the same type of position, which is just the... You know, kind of flex forward type of thing. Mo Harkless, Evan Turner. And you don't have anybody that really does anything distinguishably really, really well. Again, besides Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. I guess Yusuf Nurkic has played good defense. He's good for rebounding. But you look at everybody else. He seems to
1: be coming around some. He's a little bit, yeah, yeah. He's playing a little
0: bit better. Uh, A little bit of a whip around for the rest of the NBA. There's about seven weeks left in the season until we get to the playoffs. Uh, Some storylines to look at. Can the Cavs keep it up? Again, we talked about how uh, they lost to the Wizards at home after their all-star break. Uh, Who's the top seed in the West? Warriors and Rockets are battling that one out. Uh, MVP race. It's kind of seeming like James Harden is going to win, which he should. Giannis Antetokounmpo, I want to pull for, but... Um, you know, if the Rockets keep the number one seed, it's—I don't see it going to anybody else. Uh, and then Jimmy Butler last night—he got hurt on his right knee. He got a boo boo, a bad boo boo. Nobody touch Jimmy. Yeah, don't touch Jimmy. Jimmy actually sat out the friggin' All Star game. <laughs> Yeah, he sat out the All Star game, and then the game right after the All Star game, Jimmy Butler gets hurt and he's getting an MRI today. He's probably done for the season. Probably done for the season.
1: Yeah, that looked like a non contact injury. Is there a worse catch 22 than that? You know, <laughs> I mean, he sat because, you know, I think they were one of the last teams to play, and, you know, a lot of the players regard that. I guess here's my point with that. I, I could see in years past when the all-star break was shorter, wanting to sit out and not play or maybe just play a couple minutes and sure. you rest up. Well, but guess what? I mean, this year the all-star game was on Sunday and then teams didn't start again until Thursday. So you, you know, you've got a break. You've got several yes. days of break. Get your butt out there and play.
0: Yes. Jimmy Butler is averaging 22 points and he leads the league in minutes. I kind of feel like the Timberwolves are going to suck now. I don't know. That's just a
1: guess. Yeah. I mean, well, they they honestly, though, they have one of those sneaky, like, I mean, it's not so sneaky, but the starting lineup where you're like, whoa, how are they not, like, a juggernaut, you know? Well, like, who's going to lead your
0: team now? I mean, you don't. Know, okay, Carl Anthony Towns, I guess, but that was the construct. a solid construct- player, but I don't think he's
1: a leader. Yeah,
0: that was what last year was, right? Yeah. And then Andrew Wiggins is like, you know. A taller, better version of Jamal Crawford who plays better defense.
1: Yeah, he's well, he's he's a, uh, Andrew Wiggins is, is, is with all the talent he has, is just he's he's, he's never going to be a number one. He's a solid oh. two or number two or number three guy. The biggest story that came
0: out of that game though was Chris Paul's outfit because he was dressed like a cowboy, a legitimate cowboy. He had a cowboy that. hat on. Um, we tweeted this out. Or I tweeted out on my Twitter handle, WillDarkins33, I said, uh, which Cliff, or I'm sorry, Chris Paul is this, Is it's not Cliff, is it Clint? Which kind of Chris Paul is that, though? Maybe Curtis. Curtis? There was also Cletus Paul, somebody said over Twitter. That'd be, yeah. Like, is, is Chris Paul trying to do things to be more likable? Because I feel like he's one of those guys where you just kind of don't like him instinctively because he, everybody who works with him does a whiner on the court, right? Like they don't hate him, but they never say anything like super redeeming playing for the Clippers doesn't help. No. And then him and doc rivers together made me really mad. Yeah. Uh, more, your text five, five, three, zero five. Mo didn't want the ball more earlier in the season. He just wanted the ball shared more. He wanted to feel involved and no one was really involved early in the season from Ryan there. Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, but that's kind of the theme of the entire team, right? Like, I felt like that's what we slugged through until the All-Star break was like, who has the ball and what is this offense going to look like? I know we the defense got a lot better, but it, it doesn't feel like until these last five games and then this game last night against Utah that things kind of finally came together. We'll talk more about the Blazers coming up in the second hour, but uh, coming up next, Nap, next. It's hard to talk. I'll go for a nap. God, what a I'm gonna be great. <laughs> Jesus. You gotta clean a garage today. Ugh. The FBI says the college basketball teams are paying players. What? What? I did, what?
1: Who'd have seen that coming? But first, here's Jeff with
0: Because I listened to your updates, Jeff, you said something that really blew my mind, this story. So Canadian freestyle skier David Duncan and his wife, Maja, and Canadian technical coach Willie Rain were arrested after stealing a vehicle and driving under the influence of alcohol in Poing Chang, slaughtering that, uh, South Korea during a press conference Saturday. Canadian Olympic Committee, the COC, confirmed it was aware of the police investigation involving several of teen Canada's Members, why the hell are you getting drunk in South Korea? Like, I, there's no way in hell I'm getting drunk in South Korea. Because I know I'm going to get in trouble.
1: Well, I mean, it, I mean, it's not North Korea, at least. Yeah, but it's a Korea, and, and that you know, scares me. I mean, me. If, if you got all your competitions done and you're just hanging out, what else are you going to do, man? Go throw a few back. See, get I feel toasty. like...
0: And, and this probably speaks to, you know, a problem I have with alcohol that if, if I was in another country drinking alcohol and I was a high profile person, I just know I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. I'm probably
1: gonna make an ass out of myself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm going to be a complete a-hole and yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to
1: yes. you know, I'm a professional. I, I can get it done. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you know, it, it's not a thing of like, well, why don't you drink, you know, two beers? will just celebrate. Well, no, that's not what it is for me.
1: Yeah, you don't celebrate with two beers. No, I no. need to have more beers. Yeah. Well, when I'm too old. I can't drink that much beer. I get all bloated. I got to go with the with the hard stuff. You can't drink two beers anymore? I got to hit the shots. I can drink about two, but that 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 pretty much tops me out. I start feeling all fat and heavy and yeah, I got to go with 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 the shots, hit the hard stuff. Maybe a vodka seven. Jesus, Jeff. <laughs>
0: um Yeah, but why why would you do that in a different country? I just feel like In a different country, and this kind of goes along with the whole Ryan Lochte thing, right, in Mm -hmm. the uh, Olympics in Brazil was that, you know, he got drunk and lied to police and that whole thing. It's like have enough knowledge to know that when you're in a different country, one, you're probably not going to be speaking the same language as the police there. Mm -hmm. And so when you are drunk and you're trying to explain yourself, you might have a totally reasonable reason for doing what you're doing. That may not
1: translate well.
0: No, it's not. (laughs) It's not. It's not. Well, I know this is going to be shocking to you, Jeff. So hold on to your underwear. Okay. (laughs) Because the FBI has arrested 10 men in Mm -hmm. connection with corruption since 2015. They say coaches took cash bribe from business managers who wanted to keep influence over players once they got into the NBA, one of the major markets apparel companies that was involved with this was adidas now this story broke i want to say what it's been a little while it's been a little while almost six months i would say something like that um and it kind of went away and actually last week on the show um i was talking to luke about this it was like dude did that story go away because i feel like it hasn't been talked about enough well it came back because now we actually have names um the players that are involved in this are dennis smith jr rookie mavs point guard he took a five-figure payment Uh, Isaiah Whitehead of the Brooklyn Nets took a five-figure payment. Uh, Endres Bam Abba, whose name I don't know. Bam Adebayo, I believe. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, Rookie center for the Miami Heat, five-figure payment. Markel Fultz was given 10K before the season started with Washington, which I think Markel Fultz has bigger problems because he can't actually shoot or move his arm. He's
1: he's got a a bit of a hitch in his giddy-up. Yeah. Yes. A bit of that. Yeah
0: kyle kuzma who is uh a uh you know i all oh, right he's on the lakers oh right he's better than lonzo ball yes the thing he took 10k while he was in school josh jackson uh who has very large hair he got twenty seven hundred dollars uh and that was given to his mother so basically all these guys are getting paid right paid to play lonzo ball came out recently Um, he's known for having a strange head and a loud father. He was talking to Rachel uh, Nichols about, um, you know, basically players getting paid. Um, Jeff's looking for the sound right now, which I've done probably a hundred times while I stall for time. Um, Oh, here it is. Do you think that college athletes should be paid? I do. I mean, all the money they generate for the programs and stuff, um, it's kind of an unfair system.
1: So is it kind of like when you see this becoming a you know criminal investigation and all that, is it kind of seems silly to you that like for, you know?
0: I mean, everybody knows everybody's getting paid. That's I mean, how it is. Um, I mean, everybody's, everybody's getting paid anyway. You might as well just make it legal. So that's how I feel. Okay, I hate this guy, and I actually hate
1: his dad and his family, too. Yeah, I probably hate him because of his dad. Yes. Yeah. He
0: seems nice, but by association, I don't like him. Right. But he's completely right. And I actually had this thought driving in the car the other day uh, was that, you know, right, they're supposed to go to school. Why not just have them do a separate degree program where they can major in something that has to do with athletics? or athletic-related things.
1: Don't they kind of basically already do that? But like,
0: they'll take BS majors like my own, communications, mm -hmm. right? I played football at Oregon State, and I knew immediately that I wasn't going to go to the NFL, and I probably wasn't going to get much playing time. I did at the end of my career, but I knew I wasn't really going to be that great. I still took BS classes because I just want to enjoy myself. Right? I literally went to college to just enjoy myself and play football
1: Well, and still even though you know you weren't necessarily a star player it doesn't mean that you practiced any less than you know no i did Footballs.
0: <laughs> no i did I, I didn't try as hard okay initially which is probably correlated to why i didn't i wasn't a star <laughs> the coach would have put me in more yeah um but I, I think about that because you know the whole north carolina thing that came out where they were making separate classes for them and everything um Why don't they just do that? Why don't they create- Separate fake classes that didn't exist? Well, not fake classes, but I'm saying like, why don't they create a degree program where you have athletic- Major in athletics. Yeah, or you can major in like teaching PE or you can major in coaching. I know there's, you know, you can major in education, do a master's program, whatever. You can major in sports marketing. Why don't you just create a whole separate school for them- to actually want to go to school and learn, right? Mm-hmm. Because they they don't want to be there. They don't want to learn anything. None of them want to major in history. None of them want to major in business. Maybe some of them want to major in business. That's fine. But why don't you give these players the opportunity to actually learn something that at 18 years old, they think they want to study, right? Because you're not very mature at 18 or 19 or 17, whatever you are. When I'm you not get very mature college. at 41. No, and you don't know what the hell you want to do. And I'm frigging 29 and I still don't know what I want to do. I mean, they still. I, I I think after my internship here, they forgot to take my key fob away, and I just kept coming back. And then yep. finally, people got fired, and they go, "Well, that guy's around. Right? Just stick him in there. <laughs> he seems to know what he's doing." Yeah. But I, I think that's a better solution than anything else that has come out, which is that you know, oh, let's get rid of one and done, or you know, force players to stay there three years, like in college, or two years, whatever it is, like in college football. It's just why don't you just appeal to them, let them do their thing. Maybe they'll stay in college longer if you have a whole degree program that's specifically for athletes that's sports marketing.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, you know, the one and done rule, at least, I, I feel like they could apply more towards football than basketball players. Uh, and granted, the one and done rule really only applies to a handful of, you know, the players out there anyway. that are that good to be able to make the leap. But yeah, I mean, it's just, Man, it's, it's, it's really, it's a tough decision all the way around. Cause yeah. Would you for, take the money, Jeff? <sighs> you know. you take the money. Hey, if you're 19, 20 years old and somebody's offering you yes. 10, 10 grand is a lot of money to a 20-year-old kid. Yes. You know? I would take uh, the you know? money. And, 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 uh, DeAndre Ayton, 100 grand. That's a lot of money to an 18-year-old kid.
0: Yeah, and this whole thing came out about, uh. Mr. what's his face over in Arizona? Mr. Sean Miller. Sean Miller was wiretapped saying that he's going to secure $100,000. That is not chump change. <laughs> so the and Arizona's playing Oregon tonight and now everybody's kind of saying, "Well, is he going to be on the bench? Is he going to be there?" Yeah. Cuz it's a legit wiretap. Like this is the most credible evidence that has ever uh, come out of this whole FBI investigation. Now, yeah, you can't really say, nope, that's not me. Yeah, right? Like, I know there's probably more of it that the public doesn't know about, but this is the first time the public is like hearing about this and going, oh, wow, there's actually him on tape saying, yeah, we need 100 grand to secure this guy. I, like, I don't think he can be on the bench for this next game. Yeah. I think you
1: fire him. I think you kind of have in to. In the next
0: five minutes. Yeah. I I don't know. I still just go back to this idea. Just, just give them a whole separate school that's just kind of BS. And if they want to learn, they can learn, make it malleable to the point where they can actually, you know, take the information. And if you want to do the real school where you get a real degree, go ahead and do it. Do four years and make something out of yourself. But if you think you're going to go to the NBA, get some BS degree in
1: sports marketing for athletes and just live your life. Have fun. Have fun. Have College fun, is Jeff. supposed to be fun. Yes. I had too much fun. That was my problem. You and me both. It's a shame I'm not in the NFL.
0: It is a shame. Right? Absolutely. I need you to make me feel okay about that. (laughs) Because this is an insecurity thing. We we
1: all make our life choices, Will.
0: (laughs) And I thought about that too. What if I, uh, you know, in college, what if I just put pictures up on Facebook of me in like Photoshopped in NFL uniforms at spring camp and I just didn't respond to people when they were like, oh, wow, you made a team? and I just didn't respond. I kept posting things. And like photoshopping myself and like
1: it's that that goes back to the old George Costanza line. It's not a lie if you believe it. Yes. Like do that. Yeah, just do that.
0: And just cut contact off with any friends that I have, and then they can just follow my life
1: through just put that good picture out there.
0: Yes. And I'll just keep photocopying or I'm sorry, photoshopping my face on, you know, people on the sidelines. Yeah. And they'll be like, why haven't you gotten interviewed yet? Well, I'm not going to respond to that. Yeah. Hey, isn't that Cam Newton's number you're wearing? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll like their comment, maybe. Right, yeah, there you But go. I'm not going to directly respond to them. I'll let them come to their own conclusions. Coming up next is Good versus Evil. You're listening to The Center and the Saint on The Faith. Have you been too busy
1: to keep up on sports this week? What has happened today? What has happened? <laughs> what has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in
0: the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah.
1: <laughs> Let the sinner and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants. 808 on 1080 The Fan. <laughs>
0: It's true i mean it's it's for the pride of your country it's the biggest border battle it's the most beautiful
1: rivalry in sport obviously when you're away from the rink we're all trying to accomplish many of the same things which is throw the game and try to inspire the next generation but when you throw on that
0: jersey and that sweater it is go time
1: that's u.s women's hockey forward hillary knight on their rivalry with canada the u.s won gold for the first time since 1998 When they beat Canada in the inaugural Olympic Women's Hockey Tournament, Canada had won gold each of the last four Olympic Games, with the U.S. winning silver in three of those. They won bronze in 06. Canadian defender Jocelyn Laroque had to apologize for removing the silver medal from around her neck immediately after it was placed there in the medal ceremony. (laughs)
0: What? why does everybody... Why does she have to apologize for that? It's because she's Canadian. Well, that looks why. like
1: bad sportsmanship.
0: Oh, but I get it. I, mean, cares? Cares? But, you I would be pissed too. I, you know, like, it's, why does she have to apologize? I honestly think it's because she's Canadian and everybody expected better from her, which really says something about our country that... I, I
1: think, just really hope that she started off with her statement with, sorry, eh? <laughs> sorry about those medals, eh?
0: Boy, that was bad of me. I think if this was an American i think it wouldn't have been a big deal everybody would have just been like oh they're so brash they're so brash and annoying and loud but it's a canadian and we all expect them to be really proper and nice yeah you know?
1: so hey it is what it is huh? so
0: there you go jeff keep your
1: metal i'm on. just being steady you know i'm just being very steady and i'm trying to make a lot of pars maybe sprinkle on a birdie here and there it's going to come down to a, a pretty bunch leaderboard on sunday we all know that it's going to get jam-packed and you know anybody can can win this tournament you know if you're you know f- 3 4 over par you can still win this tournament easily uh just because it's, it's so difficult to make birdies out here and it would be a different story if you know we felt a little bit more comfortable on the greens if they were a little bit smoother uh but that's not the case Tiger Woods on his outlook for the rest of the weekend at the Honda Classic in Palm Beach Gardens Florida he is uh Even par on the day through three holes, leaving him at one over overall. That's four strokes back of leaders uh, Luke List and Jamie Lovemark. Brant Snedeker was paired with Tiger for the first two rounds, also played the third round with Tiger at last month's Farmers Insurance Open, Tiger's first PGA start in a year. He's impressed with Tiger's progress since Torrey Pines, saying, quote, his iron game is way better, his driver is way better. I don't see it going backward from here. So how do you think Tiger's outlook looks?
0: Tiger's outlook looks. I don't know. He uh, Tiger Woods to me, I think is kind of done. And I think the fact that we follow this story is just so we can get a redemption story. You know what I mean? Like this is ESPN's longest effort to like be first about reporting on a redemption story.
1: It's it's not often do you see somebody who is at the top of their game and and what. Leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else. Yeah. And then there's an incident and then just nothing. I mean, the closest you can think, uh, David Duvall was not, you know, head and shoulders above everybody else, but that yeah. guy was, he was smoking for, for for years on the tour and then just, and then nothing. It was hot. And then he just couldn't hit.
0: I feel like there's no other, and this is complete irony because we're talking about it. I feel like there's no other sports media organizations that are really covering Tiger as hard as ESPN. But I feel like ESPN is just jumping on this saying like, hey, when he finally gets that revived career, oh, Hey, we were reporting it all along, right? Yeah, during his well, he's a worldwide, worldwide leader.
1: Indeed, I think it's it's hard for for professional athletes to, to play to lose. So, you know, uh, we we uh, we learn our entire lives to, to compete to win and, and play hard and uh, play for your team and uh, respect the game. So uh, you know, that's that's all I've been doing my entire life, and most of these guys here, so. Uh, We're just going to play our minutes hard, I guess, and and see what happens. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki on the other news surrounding the Mavericks this week, saying he doesn't think any of his teammates are tanking, despite owner Mark Cuban being fined $600,000 for saying they are indeed tanking. Of course, you know the players aren't going out trying to lose. It's a decision from above to put out a product that can't succeed. Do you like Mark Cuban basically telling his players that their team stinks and that it's on purpose to try to get a better draft pick.
0: Do I like it? No. As a fan, do I care? No, not really. Because I don't know if there are too many people that watch regular season basketball religiously. Now, if you're a Mavericks fan, of course you care because you don't want to sit there and watch games that are, you know, tank fest, right. Where, you know, you're putting Dirk on the floor for maybe 13 minutes and that's it. Yeah. Um, to me, as a just national fan, no, I don't care that much because I know that the Mavericks really aren't that relevant anymore, uh, and they're trying to kind of cling to relevancy when they go get somebody like Nerland's null. That doesn't work out. and or Wes Matthews. Yeah, and Wes Matthews, and that's not really working out. I think if teams want to tank, that's okay. Just as a fan base, you have to embrace it and say okay. I think 76er fans have done it pretty well, and they're quote-unquote trusting the process, which is friggin' hilarious because they are in the most indirect way saying we're tanking by just saying trust the process. Yeah. That just means like, hey, dude. Yeah, we suck. Just give it bear with us for a few years yeah, here. Give it five years and then JJ Reddick's going to come over here and things will be better. Yeah. <laughs> that was their big move, Jeff. JJ Reddick, the savior of the 76ers. Do you remember that? They got <laughs> JJ Reddick and everybody goes, it's go time. I yeah. mean, I know they got Fultz and Ben Simmons was coming back and all that stuff, but then when they got JJ Reddick, I remember a bunch of 76ers fans going, oh, It's on. That's the final piece. We got a white guy that used to be good at shooting. (laughs) We got a white guy who's incredible at poetry. Yeah. And used to be good at shooting. And he went to Duke. You remember that? Oh, yeah. That's one of the reasons why I hate him. Is that it? That's it, sir. Yay! How the hell did I just say that? Uh, Good vs Evil is brought to you by 808, the king of Hawaiian, or I'm sorry, titan of Hawaiian restaurants. Uh, they are located on 2454 East Burside Street, Portland, Oregon, 97214. Take a look at their schedule here. Over from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every day of the week. Coming up in the second hour, we were talking about the Mavericks here in Good vs Evil, but there was another huge story that covered the Mavericks this week, and it involves hostile workplace environment, and what Mark Cuban knew, and when did he know it? And why is he just sounding like a PR machine? Hour two, Center and Saint, Tenity the Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.